when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Hey guys, Sari Delamont here. This is a recent Facebook Live that we've uploaded as a podcast. Enjoy. Hello, darlings. Good to be here this very warm uh, Wednesday morning here in Portland, at least. Uh, We are going to hit 97 degrees. And for those of you who live in hot climates, uh, that is not normal for us here in Portland. And I don't particularly have air conditioning where I work at home. I do it at my office, but I'm not working at home today. So, hey, Shannon, thanks for being with us. Um, So it's going to be a warm one today. And in addition to being warm, I am on fire because I've got something really important that I want to talk to you about that's been kind of rattling in my brain for the last couple of weeks. You know, this last, uh, maybe last six months, the, the first half of this year, which isn't even over yet, has totally and completely kicked my ass. I mean, (laughs) I've got all these health problems that I've been going through, nothing major, just annoying things like a crown that's not correct in my mouth and this weird skin issue where every time I like touch my skin, it turns red and flares up and this esophagitis thing that started from some pills I had to take for the crown. I mean, it's just been crazy and on top of that, Um, My parents have been in and out of the hospital due to knee surgery, vertigo. My mom got hit by a car. She's fine. Um, Just a big bump on her arm. But it's just been insane. And so I was telling this to Kevin, my husband, for those of you who don't know, and saying how I just hope that next year I get a better start to the year. And I just said this in a podcast that's going to drop on Friday. So if you hear this twice, um, I'm just previewing it here that you will hear it twice. And so I said this to Kevin and he said... Well, I don't know that you can hope for a better year. I mean, next year, you're still going to have a young daughter. You know, she just turned four. You're still going to have elderly parents. You may also have um, health problems. You never know. But the whole point is that instead of wishing for something different, you need to look at how you're responding to what it is that's happening in your life. And that made a lot of sense to me. And I've been thinking about that a lot. And I just realized the other day, you know, at any moment, the phone could ring. My dad's 83, just turned 83 on Friday. My mom's 77. At any time, the phone can ring. And, you know, it could be my dad died or my mom's hurt or, you know, God forbid, my, my kid's at preschool and someone comes in with a gun because this is happening all over the United States. Uh, it could be absolutely anything. And this is true for all of us. And the question I think that we need to answer is that, how do I want to be with that? Because I I had to think about that for myself in the last couple of weeks of how do I want to be with this uncertainty? And and there's a couple of choices that we have. And and I'm going to bring this back to trial in just a minute, because I think it's, it's really applicable to you as trial attorneys and what you guys are going through. But when I ask this question of how I want to be with that, you know, there's, there's really, two options is that I could, you know, keep my daughter at home and never let her go out in public. I could, you know, cut off from my parents and just forget about them. And so that I would never have to feel the pain of them dying. And what I realized is that that's not the option that I want to choose. 
I mean, if everything is, and it is, up in the air and fragile as life is, I don't want to fucking half-ass it. I just don't. I want to embrace every single moment. I want to embrace the shit out of every moment because it could change and it will change, most likely, both negative and positive. And so I was thinking about this in terms of you guys, in terms of trial. And I really believe that there's something very connected here and that this is the big thing holding you back as a trial attorney. And it's this, listen up, your unwillingness to fail. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about what I mean by that. And if you're sitting here thinking, sorry, why is just recently all you're talking about is mindset stuff and how we're thinking about trial and you're not getting into so many of the skills. Hey, Connie, thanks for joining. And here's why. Because I have come to firmly believe that unless you master your mindset, you will never be able to master trial. There is, yes, the whole piece of mastering the skill set of trial, like how to put your water together, how to put your opening together, all of those things. Hey, hey Leela. Uh, but what really is important is to first master your mindset. And that's because body language starts in the brain. And how you think affects everything. You know, I have, when I talk about this idea of, of not half-assing and going all in, I've just personally gone all in. I've decided to go all in with trial attorneys. I'm letting go of my other work. I mean, if you call me and you're not a lawyer and you want some help on a speech, I'm happy to help you. But I've decided to go all in with you guys, okay? And so this is what I'm hoping that you guys also understand is that you need to go in and you have to have the willingness to fail. Because I think so many of you, look at this as you're all about winning, right? So you want to go out there and you want to win trial. I'm going to suggest, hey, Jackie, glad to see Jackie. She's here out on vacation, but she's joining us today. So many of you in terms of winning, you think I'm, I'm doing all this stuff to win. And I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you on that. And what I mean by doing stuff to win, you're going to the CLEs, you're reading the books, you're here on Facebook live, whatever it might be, be, might be. And that is you are not so much doing all of those things so that you win at trial. You are doing all of those things so that you don't lose. Now, now stay with me because I think that there is a huge difference there. I mean, you might think, what the heck is the difference? Hey, Chris, glad to hear that you're listening in. Um, here's the difference. <laughs> if your goal is to win, if your goal is to win, hi, uh, Tony, then you will take risks. You will willingly fail and you will learn throughout the process. However, if instead you're doing all of the things that you do in trial or to prepare for trial in order that you don't lose, which is a completely different thing, you won't risk, you won't fail, and you won't learn a damn thing. This, my friends, is what's holding you back from being truly, truly great. You know, when I think about this idea of unwillingness to fail, I think about weight loss. You know, I'm part of a weight loss group right now. Um, Corinne Crabtree, Fit and Fat, has the number one health podcast on iTunes right now. She's so freaking sane. That's why people 
love her. And here's the thing about Corinne is what she does, why she is so successful is because she teaches women, men, you can listen to her podcast too, but she's all about women. She teaches women how, wait for it, not to lose weight, how to fail. She teaches women how to fail. Because what do most people do when they attempt to lose weight? They start a new diet or exercise plan. They're good for about a week, maybe two weeks, maybe even three. And then they mess up one time and they go, well, just forget it. This doesn't work. And then they go on to the new thing. And they don't learn a damn thing. I mean, Randy McGinn was talking about this at our Embrace Your Inner Badass seminar about how so many women in law school, after they graduate and become trial lawyers, they lose their first case and then they quit. They're done. Way more than men. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to draw a parallel. I'm just saying this is what the data shows is that we don't like to lose. And by the way, I'm not suggesting that anybody enjoy losing. What I am suggesting is that you get fucking comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay. That's the thing because here's what you have to realize is that there's no way to make life, but particularly trial safe. There's no way to make it safe because if you attempt to make it safe and you stay back and you hang back, you are going to fail, but not in the good way of failing. You're going to fail because you didn't try. You're going to fail because you didn't risk. I mean, you really have two choices here and only two choices. You can fail by not even getting in the game or you can fail honorably by going all in. That's the point. That's the only thing. And I work with so many of you. And yes, many of you hire me to help you prepare your voir dire and your opening and all the communication stuff. But so much of my work now is starting to focus more and more about who you are and what's holding you back in terms of your mindset. Again, because it's all about mindset. And this is what I see across the board is the only issue standing between you and greatness is that you are unwilling to fail. You're unwilling to put it all out there because damn it to hell, it's going to hurt if you lose. And it will hurt if you lose. It will hurt when my parents pass away. It will hurt if something happens to my daughter. But that, I embrace the shit out of that because that means they meant something. And that's the same thing that we're talking about for you. Hey, Debbie, is that we are talking about embracing the shit out of this process and letting go of the idea that you've somehow talked yourself into, that you can somehow make this process a safe one. Listen, not everyone can be a trial attorney, okay? That's just, just we just know that. This is for the few and the brave. And so now that you're here and now that you're in it, let go of the unwillingness to fail and fail honorably. That means putting everything you've got into this, risking things at trial. I can't tell you how many times I'm sitting with someone creating an opening. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. And because I'm not a lawyer, I always say, oh, did we cross some line in terms of what the judge will allow? And they say, no, no, that's not what I mean. Like, I don't know that I can do that. And I, that's where I go, come on now. This is where it gets good is when you start risking, when you start using props in your stories, when you start using up the whole space in the courtroom, when you raise your voice and then you get really quiet. I'm not talking about drama for drama's sake. I'm talking about pushing the envelope. I'm talking about becoming the best version of you because that is what it takes 
to be great in this world. Yes, I can teach you skills. Yes, I will teach you skills. But if you don't get past this barrier of I'm unwilling to fail and I want to stay safe, there's not much that I can do for you. Hey, Steve, thanks for joining. So here's what I want you to, to realize is that if you're not failing, you are not learning, period. You need to be failing and failing often. If I go back to the diet mentality, you know, one of the things in this, you know, Corinne Crabtree's thing is, is eating two to two. And what that means is, you know, 10 is like hot dog eating contest. You're so stuffed that you might die. Negative 10 is Survivor Island. You haven't eaten in a week, okay? So she wants you eating from negative two when you just have whispers of hunger, only till two, which is like, I'm satisfied. Not full, but I'm satisfied. The only way to find out where your two is, is to blow past it. That's the only way to do it. And yet most people will blow past their two and go, oh, I failed, I'll never get this, I'll never lose weight. What they don't realize is the only way to figure out where their two is, is to blow past it. And the only way to find your greatness is to fail, is to go out there and try things and see if they work. That's the only way to get really, really good at this job. You know, I, I read this online columnist, um, Carolyn Hacks. She's an advice columnist, but she's wonderful. She's like Dear Abby. She's a terrific writer, very insightful. She's with the Washington Post. And people write her all the time and say, you know, I just broke up with so-and-so because I found out they were cheating and blah, blah. And how do I basically make sure this never happens again? Because I, I, I don't, I can't ever trust anyone. And, and Carolyn's advice is so great. She always says, first of all, you can't make sure that this never happens again. And second of all, you can't ever really trust someone totally 100% not to hurt you. What you can trust is that yourself. And when I'm talking about how you can't make trial safe, what you can make safe is you. You can have your own back. You can know that whatever happens in trial, you've got you. You don't need the intended outcome. You don't need to win to feel good about your effort, to feel good about what your intention was. That is something you have with you always. You don't need the outside world to tell you that you're great. You've got your own back. And that's the whole point. That's the part that can be safe here. And that's why I'm working so much on your mindset because everything around you is swirling. There's so many different trial methods. There's so many different ways to do this. There's so many things that you can study, go, fly to, blah, blah, blah. People winning, people losing. Who knows what the right thing is? You, listen, you've got to be your own voice of sanity in your world. You've got to have your own back and you've got to make yourself safe and start trusting your instincts and taking all the things that you're learning and saying, what works for me? Instead of trading in your brain for someone else's knowledge because they say they know better than you. I hope to be a voice in this world to tell you that you know better than anybody else. You do. And everyone else that is helping you, from me to David Ball to all the other trial consultants out there, we are just tools in your journey. We are not to replace your instincts or what you're thinking about trial because you are always the expert in your own trial. So my question to you is, are you ready to embrace the suck? Because <laughs> you're going to have a lot of suck in this world, in this job that you've chosen willingly, most of you. 
you've got to embrace that it's not going to feel great all the time. And if your job or if your idea is there is a way to make this safe, there's a way to do this so that I never feel pain or discomfort, this is the wrong job for you. I'm asking you to willingly face this job, face this this trial, face this career and say, I'm going all in, even though I know that's going to feel like shit sometimes, even though losing is on the table. Change your mindset from, I'm going to try to do everything I can so I can avoid losing to, I'm going to do everything I can to win. That's a completely different mindset because what it takes to win is it takes risk. It takes failure. What it takes to prevent losing is holding back and staying safe. And that, my friends, will not get you anywhere. So you've got to dive in. Head first. I'm here to help. Like I said, I'm going all in with trial attorneys. We are developing a program right now, high-performance trial attorneys. That's what we're wanting to develop. And it's going to be a coaching program, a small group program for a small group of those of you who are like, you don't just call me when you have a trial. You're like, I've decided I want to be a high-performing trial attorney. And if that's what you have identified, we're looking for you. And be on the lookout. We're going to give you some information in the next couple months about how to become part of this small group that's not just whenever I have a trial, then I call, sorry. But I want to be prepared, and I want to master not just trial, but my mindset and my life. That's what the new program is going to be all about, and that's what we're going to help you with. So that's what's been rattling around in my brain. If there's anything that's been rattling around in your brain, this is your time to post it in the comments. Um, I want to, uh, and give me a like or a love or a ha-ha or whatever you want to give me to let me know you're out there. I do want to mention two things. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast from Hostage to Hero, that is heating up. We're getting lots of reviews, lots of comments. Go to iTunes. Give us a, a five stars if you think it's worth it. Give us, Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you on there. Um, Chrissy's going to post that in the comments here in just a minute, so you can get that. Thanks for the likes. Oh, someone's angry. Okay. Well, I'll take it. Um, and <laughs> if I make people angry, then that's, that's good, too. Uh, the other thing is that uh, Opening Statement Studio is in July, and we've still got some seats left. If you are serious about embracing the suck, come to Opening Statement, because we will put you through the ringer, but you will leave on an absolute high. Don't miss your opportunity to come and work with me live. Four days of greatness with your fellow attorneys. It's not to be missed. If you've taken, I see some of you here have already taken both of Wadir or opening or one or the other. We have people come back three, even four, five times just to continue to learn the skills. So Christy's also going to post that in the comments of how to register for that. I think we only have three or four seats left. Make sure you grab a seat for July. Uh, before they are all gone. All right. Well, any comments uh, here from you? Anything you guys want to know? Any questions? I'm happy to answer. Um, but that has been my rant for the morning. I think about you all the time. I've got your back. I want you to have your back. Okay. I want you to risk and I want you to put yourself out there, not to be reckless, because I think there's a difference between being reckless and risky, but to push yourself because that's what it takes in order to be great at this. I wish it were different. In fact, I don't wish it were different because you know what? This is where life gets good. 
when you start to trust that no matter what happens, you've got this and you've got your own back, that's, that's magical. And I'm happy to be a part of that journey with you. So stay tuned for the information on the high performance coaching. Thank you, Debbie, um, for your comment. And um, we are going to be going live next week as well. So I'm not sure what the topic is yet, but if you've got something you want me to talk about, let me know and I'm happy to talk about it here every Wednesday morning. Sorry I skipped last week. It's been a little busy. My book is being edited right now and I got to get back to the publisher so I take it, took that off. But um, book coming out in the fall, hopefully. I'll keep you updated on that too. Thanks everyone. I love seeing you here on Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk soon. That's it for this episode of From Hostage to Hero. But head to our website, sorrydlm.com, for other must-have resources from Sari Delamart. Read the transcript of this podcast, watch trial tip videos, or download your free copy of Sari's article, Why Jurors Hate the Hobby Question. We're glad you joined us today. And until next time, remember that to lead a hostage to freedom, you must first free yourself.